Hey, before we get to the show, man, I want to talk to you about something a lot of my bearded brethren will appreciate. I personally know how challenging it can be to maintain a beard while dealing with skin that breaks out at the slightest provocation. Well, Beard Organics is here to help, offering products that are a godsend for sensitive skin, giving you the confidence to nurture your beard without fear of irritation or breakouts. But that's not all. Beard Organics brings you an extensive range of beard care products from nourishing beard oils and refreshing beard washes to conditioning balms and handy grooming accessories, man, they got it all covered. It's a one-stop shop for everything your beard needs to look its best, and I find it incredibly convenient. If you're new to beard care or have any questions, Beard Organics also provides top-notch customer education and support. They've got an amazing beard blog filled with useful tips and a dedicated phone line you can call or even text. It's like having a personal beard guru at your fingertips. So right now you can find a special deal. It's 20% off when you buy three or more beard oils, washes, or conditioners. Go to beardorganics.com right now. Tell them on deck sent you. with the On Deck TV show. I am Spike Blue. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on socials. And I am Spike Blue on them same social sites. Holla at your boy, boy. AB, what's going on, brother? Man, what's going on with them cowboys? How about them cow motherfucking boys? I just want to put on the record, I got niggas on the laughing after the victory. IGs. I got niggas. I seen you did like nine of them. I had niggas to. was doing them and adding me. <laughs> like I, I should I should definitely be getting paid for my interactions on Twitter, fucking YouTube, fucking TikTok. Any social site I went on, dude, it was all heat. Motherfuckers said all heat. Where's Spike at? Where's Spike? <laughs> you ain't got anything to say? No, nigga. What's hot about that? Hey, what was it? What is it though? On for on some for real shit. Like who's who's what what's mean? the problem? I got fired, Mike McCarthy. They got well, actually, they got fired everybody. Like Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy. I think the biggest problem though was um all the hype Dan Quinn was getting. Yeah, they thought that defense was cold as it was, and we don't even have linebackers. Nigga, they did a stat on get up. Like I think they said 60, 53 of the plays was running plays, and forty four. Of the running plays, we had six DBs on the field, mm. and still couldn't stop y'all fucking pass. <laughs> like mm. I don't even know why the DBs was on the field, but I don't even think they got linebackers. So, so it's like, yeah. oh, that, that that scheme to Mike, that Dan Quinn running shit. So they gonna have to get rid of him. Got to get rid of Bella um, McCarthy. If we can get rid of Dak, he can go. I was just about like, to just, say, you keeping Dak? God damn, that's a wrap. It is a wrap. We, we should have known though. When he got knocked out by them Nashville niggas at spring break, I should have knew then. <laughs> I said, never put no faith in that nigga from then. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that, remember that at all. You remember the video? This past year? 
Nah, he was in spring oh. break. This was in, he was in Mississippi State before he even. Did, oh, he okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Good. I he thought he was talking about like last year. No, no, nah, nah, he was down in spring break, and some niggas from Laville knocked him out. Y'all let us know in the comments and listen to the reveal who them niggas was. There's some niggas from the field. And that's your quarterback. Shit, I can't be my quarterback, man. This it's made me think of that. That's all I could think about was him getting knocked out at spring break and laying on the concrete struggling to get up. Real Can quick, though, before me. we move on, because I know people are like, this is a hip-hop show. The real answer is Jerry Jones. Y'all not going to do shit until you get rid of him. He's in the way, that's bro. That's true. That's not true, bro. No, he he, he set the tone. Because, look, look, he drafts the roster. That's really all he do. And we got no, one of the that's best not it. In football, hands down. He talked too much, bro. I mean, he talked too much. But, okay. it's, it's four other teams, again, five other teams that lost this weekend, bro. None of their owners had press conferences, dude. Like he got to get the fuck out the way. Just fall back. Do make the decisions and the cuts. But when he set the tone, like how fan. he be talking, them Dak was talking about fan. Super Bowls, nigga, in the in the press conference leading up to the. They weren't talking about Green Bay game. They were talking about Super Bowl talk. They get that from dude, and they lost sight of the goddamn what was in front of them. That's fair. All of that's fair. And you and I always talk on this podcast. There's, there's two sides of things. There's that side of it and there's a the business side of it. The reason that Jerry Jones is out front like it because his franchise is worth $5 billion. It's the most valuable franchise in football. So, yes, from as a football stand fan point, yes, I get what you're saying. But you and I also study business and we love that shit. We know why Jerry Jones does that and no other owner does that. And his team is the only team worth that much money. And it's been that worth, yeah. worth that much money. So I get it. And I know that's not gonna change. So why would I even complain about it? He would so he, he would trade uh he, he would trade an average evaluation for rings, bro. You could tell he's about to cry leaving that wasn't it? He would at this age, but he, he just all sitting in his ways. No. Now you yeah, look, but every true. time you look at the Forbes list, though, who's number one? And and I, I'm not bragging on this as a fan or nothing. I'm just saying from a business yeah, no, standpoint, for sure. that's why he does it. I'm gonna be I this agree. Is not I, shit. It works. This is my franchise and it works, nigga. It works from I'm a team. business perspective. It's a team that everybody gonna talk about. So it's yeah. a gift and a curse, man. But that ain't why y'all here. Y'all are here for the latest and greatest of the hip hop news from your favorite hip hop duo discussing this shit, man. Been what? This is going into year 11, AB? Absolutely. We don't even keep counting the episodes no more. I think we're like 600 and something. So, yeah, man, it's a lot of stuff out there for y'all to check out. Um, this week, we're going to talk about which album turning 20 would you want to see made into a documentary or a film where it needs more attention. Also, we're talking about the new whole verse on the Book of Clarence and Benny the Bush's album dropping on Def Jam. We'll get into that. And it's been a big debate over the weekend about Nas, excuse me, about most Def's comments about your man's Drake. But first, 21 Savage dropped an al album titled American Dream, set to sell 130,000 first week AB. I want to know what you think about the numbers on the album and this pretty much putting in cement that 21 is an A-list rap star right now. Um, Yeah, the numbers are are, are respectable. Um, he hasn't dropped a solo album in a couple of years now. Obviously, he did work with Drake, which boosted his profile because there were some big records on their joint. And um, and he's featured on a couple of other songs that that you know did waves and whatnot. So the numbers add up. I was proud of him for dropping a solo album and making a quality body of work. I thought the project was very nice. Fifteen songs, right there where it need to be. We don't need nothing longer than fifteen tracks. The production was superb. Like, I, I haven't looked through all the credits. I know Metro is on some of these. 
Dog, the production is insane. Like, it sounds fantastic. It makes up for where 21 may be lacking in dynamic flows or necessarily, so, you know, expansive subject matter. Where he lacks in all of that, it works because the, the, the production fits the tone of his voice and kind of which then in turn leans into the subject matter, which kind of makes it effective, which makes him him. He's basically the John Wick of rap. That's kind of how I look at him. Um, but John I Wick think that the album is fire. He put out a good body of work. I wasn't expecting a solo album this soon. I did think it was weird that the announcement came two days before the album dropped, but he announced the movie six months before that's dropping. So I thought that was weird. Uh, we get a six-month head rollout for the movie, nigga, and a, a 48-hour rollout for the album. Weird, but it worked. 130K, strong numbers. And I dug the album, man. It's a win-win. What you think? He A-list? Is 21 like A-list now? Yeah, yeah. I can say that. A-list rapper for sure. Not musician, sure? but rapper. No, no, I I'm just saying, yeah, namesake. That's yeah, all I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. I ain't talking about skill-wise, namesake. Are we sure that movie's coming out? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not sure if that wasn't a spoof. I still am in the believing that that was a spoof. I listened to the album just recently. Um, I didn't run to it. Like you said, it, it wasn't a long rollout, so I wasn't anticipating the 21 Savage album. Though I do appreciate his work I've, I've liked a lot of the other albums that he did um i am greater than i was yep uh even the one before that i it's dug a, it it's a yeah i dug those um this one right here was different uh, from a production standpoint like you said it sounded like he had arrived it sounded like a lot yep. of money was in this album you got doja cat on here you got Colonel yep. boy on here you got summer walker on here like this was the swing for the fences album and he didn't let down even with sales, like you said, 130, but more importantly, from a sound standpoint, this sounded great. It does. That's not saying that me as, as a 40-year-old plus man is going to go listen to this anytime soon again. But as I consumed it, I was like, okay, you're just banging. Like, uh, there are a couple of songs that I would go back to. Letter to My Brother, I fucking love that. Flames. Oh, my God. Letter to My Brother in Dark Days. I yeah, love those. are the standouts. Those. I love those records and I really wish from a selfish standpoint that he would be more introspective like that throughout the album. However, I'm not the old get off my line nigga that doesn't understand why the songs that are on the album are on the album. But man, do I really wish I could get like that dark days, that letter to my brother. I feel like he wanted to do a whole album like that. I feel like that's in him. And though it may not take him any further, it won't sell 130 uh, next week. What you were talking about as far as this, his status as an artist, if he did something as introspective as that with the position of 21 Savage, and y'all know, Nick, y'all know how I get down, but I'm doing the whole album talking introspectively like this. Oh man, that would that would that would warm my heart, man. But to that being said, I respect the album, what it sounded like, what it did, 130. I think he's here as an latest rapper as well. Yeah, now he stayed on brand for most of this because that's what the 21 Savage fans are here for now when you add in joints like letter to my brother which was not coincidentally right after the song with young thug yeah. let's be clear that was not an accident right placement on the album exactly um and then and then like you said the dark days those are the ones that got a little bit more substance to them um and so you you sprinkle those in for the more traditional uh rap fan that is like you said of age on some grown man shit that's not necessarily out here uh, you know, on the on the drilling shit that he may be on on, on every other song. 
But I'm just saying it, the album is strong, even with the mom on there talking, even the the Rolls Royce sample on that first. Like, man, like it's some the beats are crazy on here. Yes. Nigga, they sound fantastic, nigga. Like there, man, I just there, a couple joints stood out to me though. All the, the ones you said, of course. Uh, the Red Sky, which is the second to last one, I thought was super dope. The Summer Walker song was banging. Man. I don't know what sample that is, uh, but that's that shit sounded dope. I know that song? What is that? I, I, I maybe it, I just can't I, recall I, it right now. I'm talking about you, right now. You know that? You definitely know that song. But um, that was a dope record too. It's some real good joints on here, man. So salute to Twenty One. Um, it's no, I don't think it's a coincidence either that his best album came after he collabed with Drake. You're welcome. Um, he got his artistry from Drake. Clearly, Stop it. Stop uh, probably got a couple it bars a song from Drake. Like a Drake song. Oh, I can't remember which one of the motherfucker was. It's probably but the he best definitely one got on No, it's not. But it it, it sounds like that. This is supposed to have been on her loss or some shit like that. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. But no, strong project. Kudos to him. I, like I said, I didn't think we'd see one this early, but uh, and I'm not saying early. That was a year and a half ago at this point. So yeah. The Summer Walker song is called Prove It. Banging. Um, yeah, it is banging. And I like the song with Burner Boy. Just like it was okay. I like I'm, it. I'm not a big Burner Boy like guy. It was different. But I can see I like it going, though. Swag, I can see it being on the radio. Yeah, I like the little swag Burner Boy put on that. So, yeah, I was fucking with it, man. Y'all go check out that 21 Savage channel. Absolutely. Hey, and before we move on to the next topic, I almost forgot, man. Rest in peace, Yo Gotti's brother, Big Jook. Uh, if you're a fan of Yo Gotti, then you know who this person is and how big of a role they played in Gotti's life. Um, who knows a whole lot of politics going on with all that we don't know what that is y'all gonna have to go search YouTube for that but um, they were going home from a funeral excuse me they were leaving a funeral headed to a restaurant and uh, he and someone else was shot I don't know if the second person made it or not I I don't recall but he was with family though he just wasn't with family at the funeral you can see Gotti there his mom was there so it was a dude who was like an uncle to them Ah, okay, gotcha. I raised them, you know, and that's why, like you said, God he showed up for him. This was a guy that was really influential in their life as young, as youngsters. Man, y'all be safe out there in Memphis. If we got any people listening in Memphis, please stay that's safe out there, man. R.I.P. the joke, man. Like you said, he's mentioned numerous times. If you're familiar with Yo Gotti's catalog, you've heard his name a lot of times. If you met him before, he's been in his entourage. So yeah, and if you know the diss song from Dolph, Dolph was talking about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. Thoughts and prayers to them. Hope it don't get uglier than this. We had we had had a long streak, AB. Like it wasn't no rap. Last year was quiet. Yeah, it was quiet. Niggas was inside still trying to figure out new money situations. So it wasn't a whole lot of like beef shit that we seen. And I hope, man. I said this on. I was on this. The mic still on this week, man. Like I, I hope, and this may be a reach, but that Cat Williams shit it registered as far as. If you try to create viral content, and I hope that then we seen Stephen A. do it, I hope that doesn't spill over into hip hop because the consequences are a lot more than like if you just talking about comedy niggas who might get to fight when they see each other. I hope niggas don't take this route and see Cat Williams get all this pub from what he did, and they want to go air niggas out, and it ends the wrong way. I hope we're not heading down that road. Unfortunately, this beef sound like it go a little bit deeper than Cat Williams. I'm it does. No, no, yeah, Cat Williams ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm just talking about right, right, right. Even they did it, but yeah, this this is 
But we said this though, man. Like we said this because we knew like this is gonna like when that this one over coming out, yeah, like this gonna be ugly. We like yeah. niggas know how Memphis niggas get down, bro. And this this is tracking out like we, we thought it would, unfortunately. This is yeah. really tracking out like y'all niggas. I don't know like if you should be doing that. Yeah. Music, content, or anything. I don't know if it's worth this what you're doing. And, and it's starting to to bleed into that, man, unfortunately. I'm so. I'm kind of surprised that they even go back home, bro. I'm gonna be real. If I'm if that's I'm Gotti, bro, there's though, no need bro, for me to big, be in Memphis, bro. But that's the thing, though. You get big as Gotti, like you talking about a mentor to you, bro. Somebody that that, that like you really got like somebody make a father figure to you. You know, I'm in it out then. I mean, I'm in and out. That's what they thought with... they was doing. Nah, niggas like, stopping to know. eat. Nigga, I'm in and out, bro. This was at the repast, though. I thought this was actively even out. It wasn't oh. when it was at the restaurant. It was at the repast, from what people are saying. Okay, so, like you okay. think you think you low key, like really nobody shouldn't even know you in town. Somebody says something, you know, God, he gonna be at the. And that's how it happened, bro. But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's just it's hard to do that, man. That's, that's true. Once you get a certain age and you move a certain way, you can't be. But right, never mind. But yeah, I won't be preachy. But yeah, that ain't. That's crazy. It's definitely easier said than done, man. Uh, moving on. Your boy Most Def, or better yet, Yassine Bey. Yassine Bey. Yeah, was on a this. podcast, and he was asked about Drake. Uh, it's called the Cutting Room Floor Podcast. And he had remarks saying that Drake is not hip-hop. He is more pop. And that the reason he says that is because he makes the type of music that you would hear shopping at Target while you were at Target. Now, the, Drake is not hip-hop. It's not a take that is necessarily new. We've heard Glasses Malone, shout out to him, friend of the show, made those same statements on our podcast not too long ago. And then he doubled down and said them again um, on Breakfast Club and a couple other places. Uh, my question to you, <laughs> was most deaf? Did he make valid points or was he just hating? He made valid points, but it came off like he was hating because of his facial expressions and shit. Like he was doing too way too much with the pauses and the looks and how he approached the question. Had he been more professional about it, I think that people would have really taken his opinion and digested it better. But since he did all that extra shit with it, people took it as him hating. I say it all the time. I know you really don't agree with it. I don't even know how it's a slight to you guys or the Drake fans. He's really not hip-hop. He surpassed that. Drake is like a mega artist. I would put him in the lane with Michael Jackson and Madonna. He just happens to know how to rap. Same thing with Doja Cat. I don't consider Doja Cat hip-hop. She just happens to know how to lay good bars. Um, so I, I'm always taken aback because i seen some shit on Twitter where Drake fans was going wild. Uh, they was they was in Yasin Bay shit. No. And, and I seen some other niggas on the other side, like, yeah, let Drake say something. You gonna get slaughtered by most Def, which I'm not. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't familiar with most Def work like that. I ain't. I ain't necessarily. Umi says, "Shine your light on the world." <laughs> I ain't taking him in no battle versus. Does that Drake. mean he not hip hop nigga? Because he got a harmonizing song, nigga. Is he neo soul now? Because he got Umi. But said? you can't. You can't do that though, because you know his history. Like you can't even do that. You know how he get down. And Man. just because Drake could rap, don't give him that same track record as most seen your scene bay. You like, you know, even though I ain't listened to it, what's the name of that nigga shit? The the low end theory. What's them niggas' names? Nah, that's that's oh, uh, that ain't a, him. He ain't with them. Nah, hell I no. thought he was a part of Tribe Called Quest. Nah, what was he a part of? What was the other? He was in a group called Black Star. He had something to do with Tribe. I thought, man, I seen that on a documentary or some shit. I ain't make that up. He might have been cool. He might have been. I don't know. 
something like that. Whatever it was, he he from that era where people look at hip hop that way. So I could see where he would say this, but I don't think he was hating. He just approached it with wrong with the wrong tactics. Yeah. So here's the thing: what made it? If he would have came out and said that Drake was not hip hop, and then gave his gave a legitimate not I'm not even gonna say legitimate but gave a reason that didn't come off like that you were trying to be funny like I didn't think that glasses Malone was trying to be funny when he gave his reasons when he laid out his reasons as to why Kanye and Drake aren't hip-hop when you say because this sounds like we're shopping at Target that sounds like you're trying to be funny that comes off as hating because oh you just wanted to set up this punchline that you had right here you weren't actually trying to make a legitimate point um Bro, I, the the what is hip hop and what isn't is is getting corny now because he comes from an era where his definition is different from somebody else's and somebody else's and somebody else's and somebody else's and there it's becoming the lines are getting blurred as to what that even means anymore and there's obviously Drake obviously has pop songs or commercial pop whatever you want to call it and he also obviously has hip hop songs. He has several songs that do not get fucking played in Target, dude. What are you talking like that? But, but he that, that either shows me a you don't know his catalog like that. Pop songs, though, bro. You know this. Like, huh? you know, why are you acting like you don't know? Wait, what? He happened? has more. He has more success with the pop songs. That's well, obviously, do. nigga, that, because <laughs> boom bap songs don't get don't go fifty times platinum no more, dude. That's obvious, though. <laughs> so once you have the most success with, that's what people know you for. Well, people that means you need to be familiar with the catalog. You out the loop. He, he needs somebody to put him up on some. His grandson need to put him up on <laughs> some of Drake rapping songs, dude. Nigga look like Tommy Davidson in the goddamn clip, dude. I didn't even know that was most deaf. Like, dude. Drake fans are crazy, bro. Like, it, <laughs> it's like a bas- hate, favorite bro. basketball player. They're going to be labeled as the thing that they do best, not the, the other skill sets. Drake. No, they're going to be labeled rap. as basketball players. Stop it, bro. Like, like, give me an example of one of your, like, Kevin Durant is a scorer. He may be able to play defense at some point in time, but he's not known as a defender. He's known as a scorer. Drake is a pop person. He may have rap shit in his bag and use it sometimes and be very good at it. Use it sometimes. Yeah, but when you're talking about Drake, Drake, you're talking about Hotline Bling. You're talking about controlling. You're talking about the hits. You ain't talking about 6 a.m. in whatever city he decides to rap in. You need to. Because that's a hip-hop song. You do because you're a fan. Y'all fans want it both ways with him. Y'all want it, oh, he's the biggest artist yeah, Because ever. he can be y'all both. y'all still try to throw him in rap conversations, and that's not fair. Like, Here, you can't do that. Bro. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why most Def comes from an era when niggas only knew how to do one thing. They knew one style, <laughs> and that was it. That was their, their style. This nigga is an alien to them. You know when niggas like Kevin Durant and Victor Wimbenyama come out and they be like, man, shit, George Gervin could do that. No, the fuck they couldn't. Durant is putting 100 on George Gervin right now, nigga. He don't want no smoke. If Wimbenyama was teleported to fucking Wilt days, nigga, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? They wouldn't know what to do with him, dude. They wouldn't have a goddamn clue. So, no, we've seen this before. Ralph Sampson could dribble. Shut the fuck up, dude. No, what ain't that shit? We've never seen this. Shut the hell up. Watch and enjoy. It's the same thing, dude. Man, he's not hip hop because he's not standing on the corner in Tim boots, rapping in the cold, nigga, smoking a Newport. Like, shut up, dude. That's not everything hip hop is. It has evolved now. Welcome to the 21st century. Nigga, we're glad you made it. Real quick, I thought Wayno made a good point. He put out a tweet. He said, Drake is hip-hop. Only reason people put him in question is because he's Canadian. Because if he was from the Bronx, 
they would easily put him above everyone. That's, I that's, agree a hundred percent. Act like they wouldn't know. Bro, if he was from New York, bro, where Drake is from, when, bro, when Drake was from New York, Drake. bro, are you serious? Yes, no one ever says oh, he Canada. He can't be hip hop, nigga. That's yeah, the same that's, thing that's that Glasses Malone said. He said it was from he was from Toronto. He's like, man, he's not from that. Canada. So doesn't so have American <laughs> hip hop. That's not American hip hop. He said Glasses Malone said that to us, nigga. What are you talking about? If, if Drake wants to end this, all he has to do is put out a rap album. And why is that so hard for him to do? Any any thorough them most deaf niggas, this is the same thing they would tell you in that long soliloquy you just did. All right, we'll put out a rap album. He's already done. Tell that. us you don't. Wait, when? Tell us you don't care about the numbers. Tell us you don't care about being Drake, the super mega star, and just put out an album where you're rapping. Do that. What? And then Why? people He just up. did that with Scary Hours. Nigga, are y'all niggas listening? Six songs. How many got to be, bro? How many 12. does it have to be, dude? 12. It need to be a full, it need to be a full <laughs> album. 12 songs at least. The fuck? Do that, then niggas will shut up. Like, Who is making these rules, dude? Hip hop. I don't understand. Hip hop made the rules. Welcome to the club, nigga. Like, hip hop made the rules. We just, we just live by them. And niggas niggas right wish they could do I, I feel like niggas is you're getting points taken off because niggas can do multiple different things it's like niggas telling That's Steph to it. stop shooting from 30 man come on bro 21 for, shoot from 21 it's the same three yeah, but, points but, stop but, but shooting no from is, 30 no bro say Steph has a cold inside game either pause he like, can get to the rack, like, though. Man, get stuff in the post, man. Like, watch what that nigga do there. Y'all know you watch his threes, but, but that's what, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Post. Asking a nigga to do something that they're not, they're all it's all basketball. Stop asking Steph to post up, nigga. Let yeah, him shoot them can, 30s, nigga. You can that's specify what, what a nigga's good at. And Drake is really good at making pop records. At rapping. So he's really good at making pop records. So that's it, cap. It's not he can rap too. It's not far fetched for people to call him a pop artist. Only if they're not it's familiar. Just, that lets me know that you're not familiar. You haven't heard anything. That's all that tells me. It's like you calling Beyonce a rapper. Beyonce huh? raps sometimes. Beyonce raps sometimes. That's not, they're not even cold. the same stratosphere. Who? Beyonce and Drake? Yeah. Stop. Why not? Why not? She raps sometimes. Beyonce recited it's two like Quavo bars, nigga, one time. Stop it, bro. Beyonce got records where she's literally rapping. Yeah, written by like, other niggas. No one is calling house. Oh, Drake shit written by the niggas. Cap. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> man, most deaf crazy oh, dude. Shit, but yeah, Target, I, I we we agree on the most deaf is kind of hating part just because I put it, but we definitely disagree on the label of which they give him Drake as well. You can, you can, he's popular. It's not a slight. It's not you, a slight though. Say That's he's popular. Thing. Say that he is that, but he doesn't make pop. what you call it. I just I'm not calling it a rapper. You call he's it whatever dead. the fuck you want. He's just definitely a rapper. And now here's the thing too though. He knows this, how to rap. This the he last thing too. This 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 the thing that gets me, and this this will kind of I saw Cassidy kind of talking about Eminem this way, mm-hmm. and he was talking about doc, what Doctor Umar said about Eminem. He was like, "Man, y'all gotta understand like Eminem knows a lot more about hip hop than a lot of niggas out here that claim they know Don't shit. Matter. Like niggas Don't is matter. niggas stud. Well, in that argument, it really doesn't. But what I'm saying is, niggas is students of the game. Don't t- I don't know what Doja Cat knows about hip hop. I don't know what Post Malone knows. They probably don't know shit. But Drake has proven time after time to be a student of the game. This nigga is not like a culture vulture and no somebody taught him how to rap. Bro. And so he, he no rapped one time saying that. No, no but what I'm saying, that's how they treat him. They treat him like he's a pop artist okay. that learned how to rap for five minutes 
and then jumped in here real quick to get fans to say he could rap and then but really the whole time he really wanted to be nigga the male Taylor Swift like no nigga he's a student of the game he knows this shit just like other hip hop heads if he spent 10 minutes with him I bet he wouldn't say he not hip hop that's all I'm saying bro because even DMX took that back I will, DMX said he clowned Drake for that. I do, I do, I do agree with you that Drake is a student of the game and he probably knows a lot of hip hop and that's influenced a lot of the music that he's made. I 100% will agree with you. I just think that he surpassed what we look at as people who we call rappers are. And so you're, you're call, so Again, because he's successful, not he's not it's rapper not no more? It's not it sounds a like it though. Like, even rappers don't want to be rappers, bro. What no, rappers don't want to be pop. Because it makes it sound like they sold rappers. out. Even rappers think being called a rapper is lame. So why is why would we fight for Drake to be called that? He's bigger than that. Like oh. you hear this all the time. Oh man, I'm a trapper, not a rapper. Nigga, I'm a businessman, not a rapper. So why is it a problem when a nigga tell Drake, "Oh, you not that, a rapper"? But that's not saying that niggas ain't hip hop, dude. When niggas say somebody's okay, not well, hip hop, I I didn't say that. I didn't say he wasn't hip hop. I said about this nigga. Oh, I'm talking about Tommy Davidson, dude. Tommy Davidson said he wasn't hip hop. Most Dev gonna put you on a diss song. You <laughs> if he ain't if he ain't heard a Drake rap song, he definitely not hearing this. You play a nigga Drake song. It's him. He one of them niggas. Who is that, bro? He ripping that. He spitting. That's Drake. Who is that? Yeah, who that <laughs> yes, Most Dev, Dev definitely is not up on Drake catalog. <laughs> Clearly, we can we can agree with that. He listens All to right, himself. Move. Moving to the next. He don't even listen to rap. Moving to the next one, man. Benny the Butcher, man. He's been doing the runs. He was on a couple podcasts. He's been on a couple TV shows. Well, Breakfast Club, things like that. He's out here, man. He's letting you know this is his first release from Def Jam, which surprised me because I thought it was his second. He says it would be goofy to squash the beef with <laughs> with Freddie Gibbs. He said it'd be goofy to squash the beef. And would you agree with that? And what do you expect from this Def Jam debut? Yeah, I, I ain't gonna spend too much time on the beef. It would be goofy to squash the beef. There's no point. They don't get along. They don't fuck with each other. He done already had nigga goons beat up Freddie Gill for what? Why would they be cool anymore? It doesn't make sense. The new album, though, which I am very interested in, Everybody Can't Go. Shout out to the title. I like it already. He dropped a single last week that I didn't really like, though. DeBron didn't move me like that. I'm gonna keep it a book. Um, the album is produced by Hit Boy, allegedly. Um, or at least that's what he's... he is. He said that. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. So that should be interesting. Alchemist is on here somewhere too. I'm I am very interested to hear what it's gonna sound like. Um, I think he put the track list out. I'm not sure. I think it's about 12 songs. Again, I like that we're keeping it concise. Let's fuck all trim, let's trim all the fat. Let's keep it simple. I'm here for it. I would it'll be the first thing I listen to when I wake up Friday morning. Let me get that. Now, what role Def Jam plays and all of that, who the fuck knows? I don't expect Chris Brown and fucking Katy Perry on here and no shit like that. So just give me the Benny album, 12 songs. I, I was a huge fan of that Burden of Proof album from 2020. I think I had it number one. If I didn't, it was top two that year. Album of the year. I know yeah, I, that shit was. I gave it a classic. That shit was crazy, and it still holds up to this day. Tenor Talk 4 really didn't do nothing for me, so I'm really interested in hearing what he's going to do with this. So everybody can't go. I'll be, I'll be listening to that shit, nigga, as soon as I wake up. Um, I am nervous about this album. I heard him talking on uh, Joe Budden. To your point, he said Def Jam didn't. They, they were hands off. They let him do his thing. He was actually surprised that the label... Uh, 
questioned what niggas put out and went in the studio and monitored it. He's like, he ain't never had that experience in his life. So he's let, they letting him do his own thing. He did say it wasn't no girly records on there. It's still straight Griselda, which I'm kind of wondering how that's going to go. Being This is more mainstream than most of his stuff has been. I am excited. He's still working with Hit Boy. He's still working with um, Alchemist. He said he's using the people who made him this hot and gave him the opportunity. Now I got a budget. I want you guys in the studio with me. So I get that. I understand that too. But I, again, I've said this here and I, I know people don't like it. I'm not sure if that sound hasn't passed. Mm. Like I'm not sure if, if we're still there, like excited as we were when this was new and we were hearing Griselda and niggas were rapping like this over beats from Alchemist. And it's like, it was new and it was fresh. And he's like, yeah, these niggas is killing it. I'm not sure people still want to hear that. And I'm only speaking from a sales standpoint from the people that love him. I think that he'll be able to come and meet the expectations. But if I'm talking about the expectations of corporate America now and Def Jam and him kind of expanding what they do and accelerating or putting that sound on another level, whether it's going to be more mainstream, I don't know if that's possible, especially if it's going to be similar to the older stuff that he did. Like I still want to, Unfortunately, I still want the Drake feature from it. I still want to see how that sounds in mainstream America. I ain't necessarily, like you said, talking about a Katy Perry, but I do want to hear him on a song with one of the R&B people, one of the Summer Walkers. I want to know what that sounds like. And he said that he's avoiding that. So I'm concerned, again, that it's going to be something that ex that, that, that puts him on another level versus just keeps him on the same level. But like you Friday comes around, I definitely am hitting play on this. I won't be hesitant to see what it sounds like because I'm a Benny the Butcher fan. I like him in the interviews. I like a lot. Like I said, I had that album. It's a classic that he did at Burden of Proof. So I, I definitely want to hear what this is going to sound like. But I am nervous that it won't meet the expectations of the public. Yeah, I don't know what the expectations are, though. Like, I, bro, sales? I think people are expecting him to take it to the next level, though. I, I think people What does that are, mean? Um, That means that he's a mainstream artist now. That means that, like, when... When R&B people are doing songs, they want him for a feature now. That means you're going to see him in a lot bigger places because this album performed so well that now he's not, oh, most people know about him, but everybody ain't hip to him. I think this album is supposed to put him in the, oh, nigga, everybody that knows rap knows who Benny the Butch is. Off, I off this the album first is, album on the label? Really? Absolutely, bro. Them niggas been grinding for a minute, bro. If this ain't the album to do that, when is the album to do it? Shit. Nigga, the second or third, nigga. What are you talking about? 25 years old, bro. Like how nobody cares about that no more. <laughs> nobody cares about care. that. The brands care. Like, cause he ain't gonna be able to relate to younger kids in two, three, four years. They like because again, you're talking about a married man who don't do most of the stuff that young hip hop artists do nowadays, is trying to break into that plane. And, and, and not to fit in, but just to make sure that from a corporate standpoint that it's registering like they wanted to register with a new artist. We're talking about Def Jam here. We ain't talking about Griselda no more. We ain't talking about Shady Records no more. We're talking about, nigga, you with a mainstream label. We want to see mainstream performance. That means just like, nigga, when Fab dropped like the features and all the other shit, I want to see the same shit 20 years later. Like I'm, I'm expecting that if I'm Def Jam, I may be off, but that's me. If I worked in the office of Def Jam, this is what that album is supposed to do for you. I want your shit on commercials. I want your shit on the NBA 2K now. I want this shit on a new college. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for scores. I want you in movies, all of that shit. And I ain't saying you got to change your sound for it. I'm saying you got to find a sound that fits with you to do it. And I'm not really sure if that's possible. 
Yeah, if I work for Dev Jam in 03, 04, then I could say that. But they, they you've got to find new ways to get people's music out. Because, uh, I mean, you're not going to do the billboard numbers and all that shit. It don't matter. But Benny's already, he tapped in with the bills. He did their anthem a year or two ago. He, he did their commercial. He did their merch. He did some merch placements with them a little bit before that. So, I mean, he's out, he's he, he's the face of Buffalo music right now. He's more popular well, he's more well. Well, no, he's about the same as as Westside. They all in their lane. They all in their lane right now, and I think they're gonna find pockets where it makes think, the most sense for them to be successful. Do you think this album should put him above Westside of Conway? I think he's already above Conway, though. Really? In terms of like stature in the in the rap game, yeah, I do. Really? Yeah, for sure. He did That's the Buffalo true. Bills Mafia anthem by himself. He didn't have the other two niggas on there with him. And if you if you look right now on, on Buffalo Bills YouTube page, he's on there right now That's fair. That's fair. doing the shit. That's so it, the other two niggas ain't there. They know where to be found. But West whatever side, that, you know, whatever that counts is. Westside, like it's different for him though. He got a lot. I agree, but he but you'll see him in certain spaces that you won't see Benny though. That's what I'm saying. But Benny is supposed to be now with this album, he should be able to be in those spaces and even bigger spaces, I would think. Yeah. No. I don't know, bigger, maybe uh adjacent. Like you may see West Side at like a wrestling, okay. a That's big fair. wrestling event. That's fair. The adjacent play to that is Benny at the NFL. Bills thing. You know what NFL. I'm saying? Like it's yep. what's which one's bigger than the other shit? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um next up, man, big movie came out. I don't well, I don't know about big movie, but the book of Clarence. It's a big stuff. movie, man. Don't do it like that. I mean, but I don't, I don't know if like I had a big ass budget or not. I just don't know the numbers on it. But um, the Book of Clarence came out. Rock Nation produced the soundtrack. Um, you starred in it. You did a great job, by the way. Um, shout out to you. But the big news on the soundtrack was a new whole verse. We're like, oh shit, wait a minute now, Hove and D'Angelo. I don't think we don't heard that before. People listened to it. Some people were turned off. Some people really dug it. Uh, Jay-Z is not actually rapping. It's more on spoken word. It's a nine minute and 33 second song called I Want You Forever. My question to you, more or less of this type of whole music in the future. What did you think about the song? Less. Jesus Christ, less. Um, not That said, the song is good. The song is banging. Yeah. The song is good if I'm like, oh shit, it's a surprise that Hove is on here. Like I can I, I got a blessing with him having a couple words, even though they're spoken. They're not in rhythmic rap form. But if this nigga were to try to give me an album like this, and you trying to do some Andre 3000 shit, and every now and then I'm jumping in here and I'm just giving you a couple bars on some Love Jones shit, maybe you'll get this shit all the way out of here, nigga. I don't want to hear like <laughs> Hove ain't gonna be able to mail that in for me. Like it, I feel like this was good but this is something that a nigga just asked me on the humble to do and i ain't really had nothing wrote down and i like this beat so i can give you a couple bars because i'm hove and i'm that nigga it's like if jordan suited up right now nigga, you want to do it you want to play to 11 and i'm going to beat you 11 to 1. i'm 50 i can still do it you're still a regular nigga i'm still hove um so i feel like that was this they wanted him to do it because he was involved in the movie, executive produced it. He probably heard this song in the studio when they played the soundtrack. Like, oh, I got a couple things for that. Not want to get all the way in my bag. I don't want to break a sweat. I'm in my tux. I'm going to go to the NFL meeting. I ain't really trying to get in the rap bag right now. So let me just give you a couple of things. This is marvelous for that. It's great. Uh, but if you're talking about, man, my next album, I'm going to do a lot of this. We're doing nine, 10-minute songs with a whole lot of singing and 
instruments and flutes and shit. And I'm going to give you some bars every now and then, bro, if you don't get that shit all the way out of here. Like, I ain't trying to hear this from you, Hope. I know you can still rap at 50, whatever, and I want you to still rap. Yeah. It, I, number one, I do like the song, though. So I do banging. like the song. Song is banging. Dude. The song is a vibe. There's a there's a time and a place for it. Now, if he was to if he was to drop like a eight piece that's on something similar, but it's carried more by the feature. Like if there's like some Janae Aiko or some I don't know some Jill Scott type shit, whatever the fuck, mm -hmm. and then he does the spoken word shit on there. That may be something where like the Andre album, I didn't know I needed. And it may be something different and refreshing. And I mean, you 13, 14 albums in, you have the space to do something like that. Honestly, if if it's quality, I don't think Jay would put it out if it wasn't hard. But oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's fair. I wouldn't yeah, I request that. Um, but there may be something that I didn't know I needed. And there may be like similar to the, like I said, the Andre album. Look, I don't nobody asked for the flute album, but mm -hmm. The consensus was that when you listen to it, it was like, okay, there's a place for this. It just wasn't what I asked for. You've been listening to that Andre shit. No, I'm not. But if I go get a massage tomorrow, I'll tell him to play that shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's great massage music, for sure. I uh, but I need something a little bit more that I, I can listen to more on a consistent basis than that shit. So with that being said, the, that's the problem with a J project like that. I can't listen to this song every day. I can listen to it in a certain vibe and a certain mood when I'm in that place, which is okay. That's the cool thing. Now, if I'm in that headspace, now I got something to listen to. That's why I said it would be okay if he were to do it on a, like an EP type joint, but I, I, he'd have to follow it up with that hilf afterward, though. Like <laughs> three months later, he got to give me the real album after that, dude. You got to give me something. <laughs> but yeah. the song banging, though. I like the whole soundtrack, honestly. Facts. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the whole soundtrack. I listen to it. The, the, y'all ain't seen the movie, man. Me and AB, well, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, y'all ain't seen the movie. Y'all go check that out, man. Book of Clarence, I really like that joint. For sure. Uh, next, Tony Yayo. AB, Tony Yayo says his new podcast will put him up there with the greats. I have no idea what that means, but I want to know, are you biting on it? And what rapper, dead or alive, would have the best podcast? Now, yeah, yo. Does he mean put him in with the great podcasters? Do you think this gonna make him a better rapper? Nah, put him with a great with the great podcasters. Okay. So yeah. he's saying, I think it's called Welcome to the Culture. It's the name of it. Yeah. He's saying that this will put him up there with the the drink champs and the and the buttons and all of that. Yeah, yo, I think is a good guest, and I think sometimes when people are good guests that they get gassed up to make them think they could be the star of the show or the host. I'm not even gonna say the star that makes them think they can host. It's almost like when you see a group and because you make a good group, you make good music as a group. You think you could be MJG and come out with no more glory. That That's ain't not, it. That's you think you could be big boy and come out with daddy fat sex volume one and two, whatever the fuck so, he came so out with his left foot. Yeah. All that bullshit. It doesn't work the same. It's not the same. It's a heavier lift. You in a different seat, you know what I'm saying? When you when you, when you running with when you running with when you look to your left and to your right on the court, and you got all stars next to you, that's one way to play. But then when them niggas leave and it's all on you, eh, it's a little different. Them lights get bright. So while I do think he's a good guest, he's an entertaining guest. You can get good memes out of his shit, some good quotes. 
He's honest. He has an opinion. He has a take. That don't mean you can host, dog. And so I, I will. I wish him success. I'll tap in if he's got the right guest to see what he, how he does. But I just don't want him to get gassed up because people like him on Vlad or like him on Math Hoffa shit, bro. That don't mean you can do it on your own. That's all I'm saying. Just just study study other people that don't think because people like you on them as guests that you could just jump into the arena doing on your own. I don't want you to fall on your face. Mm. Uh, I'm conflicted by this. And the reason being, I know that what you're saying is true is he's a good guest. I also know that he's a messy dude just from my, like, observation of him throughout his years in hip hop. So I'm thinking a tax tone type podcast. I'm thinking where it's really going to go there with a couple of people. If, if he's able to book those guests that he can go there with. Okay. I think the controversial stuff could happen. Like if, if he could get in, and I'm not sure that this could even happen. It's a fantasy, but this is how I'm looking at it. Like if a yoga, I mean, excuse me, if an Irv Gotti comes on a, Tony Yale podcast, everybody in the world is tuning into that. Like those are some of the advantages that he has. So when he says I'll be one of the greats, it's kind of a cheat code. It's kind of like, yeah, Joe Buttons is great at what he doing. This is not a knock, but he was Joe Button when he started it. Combat Jack was Combat Jack when he started it. No uh Gilly and Wallow, Gilly was Gilly when he started that. You and I have a different perspective of it, of like, okay, we just love this shit. And it just so happens over the years that we've been doing it, that people have found it this to be entertaining and that they fuck with us. So we built a fan base from it. So it's a lot different from a nigga like Tony Yayo doing it when you're saying, oh, I'm going to be the greatest. Said, well, you got a head start, my nigga. And with that head start, I know, and this is where I'm conflicted, that he's willing to be messy. Like, I think this is going to be a really messy podcast, and that's what's going to get people talking about it because people love mess in this era. Like, where, where we're at now, the Cat Williams type shit, the Stephen A's type shit that just happened, they love that. And Tony Ayo is about that life. Like, I'm going to do that. Like, ain't nobody finna come in there and fight Tony Ayo. I ain't saying that he's that rough and tough. I'm just right, saying, right. like, niggas just not going to be on that type of time, but I think he is. So it's going to get a lot of post. Hey, damn, did you see when they did this on Tony Ayo? He see Cameron and Mace being successful for me, so he figures I can do this. And I think that the route that he's going to take is just being very messy with it. Like, I could imagine an interview with him in game or something like that. And, like, if he's willing to book those type of guests, he's going to shoot straight to the top of the podcast game. Just because that's what people are signed up for. And it's like you said, it's not necessarily because he's good. It's not necessarily because Tony Yayo can be a good host. It's just it's the messiness is going to be there. And I think that's what's going to propel that podcast if he's willing to do that. If we talking about just regular shit with him talking to 50 and stuff like that, nah, I don't give a fuck. I'm not tuning into that. But if we're talking about stuff like I said where he's talking to game or Irv Gotti comes in there or niggas like that where you know that they got a problem and he's going to be the nigga that's willing to sit down and talk because 50 ain't there and there ain't got to be no extra shit, he can take off if he does those things. He's he, still let me produce it since I said this. He started it about a year ago but only did about 10 uh, – 11 episodes, but he, but I'm saying he hasn't put out an episode in six months. So his whole thing is he's, he's back in the lab. He's about to, he's like been working on this so, shit. Apparently I didn't know that's that. why he's talking that. like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to boost it up I there. With the rest of them. If he already did 10 episodes, then nobody didn't know he'd had one out. So he ain't got no big guest on there though. Respectfully. I think he's going to do like T.I. did. T.I. realized that the money that you need, that the money that I can make doing this, like I can take two hours doing this so I can go book a show and I can make two times his money. That's Tiado. You talking about Yayo? 
What is Yayo performing, bro? That is true. That's true. Great, great point. But I do think that he gonna he gonna see how slow the money may be in this and, and kind of lose interest again. I mean, he, he going to a fifty. Yeah, he, he here he did that. It. Here he did that. So with this last tour, final lap. I got fifty. I got no other tours. It's a wrap, dude. Maybe he can go to with Banks and Buck. <laughs> Stop. Hey, but real quick, what rapper dead or alive? I thought about that as I was listening to this. Is there a rapper mm. dead? And we'll open it up, like I said, dead or alive, who would have a fire podcast you think could work? Rapper dead got... or alive with a fire. G- give me yours first. Let me think about it a little bit more. It's a super cheat code, but I, I think this person, and it wouldn't even have to necessarily be guest-based, yeah. but I saw a clip, a throwback clip of Pac when he was on that talk show when they were questioning him about um, you know, the cop killing lyrics and all of that. I'm sure people, a lot of people have seen that clip. And he held his own against people that were debating him. If he had a debate show today, mm. that shit would be so fire, bro. Like, even if it's like um, I, I'm Joe Rogan's not a debate show, but I'm saying bringing on people from different walks of life. Exactly. Exactly. And just different ideals ideas yeah. and there there would be some debates on there eventually i think that would be a fire podcast that's a cheat code Pac, if Pac could do a lot of shit if he was here but that's just the first thing i thought of that ai that ai Pac podcast is gonna hit like, I'm telling you, when they drop that ai Pac podcast yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna slap in every episode nigga um, this is low hanging fruit for nowadays, but I I would fucking love this if Rick Ross had a podcast. It could be really EY, man. It, it could be on some EYL slash, like you said, Joe oh, okay. Rogan slash. Oh, sometimes, like you just getting hit other rappers and then y'all talk about business move. But if Ross did that and 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 was dedicated to doing it, and it made him enough money where he was interested in it. I would really appreciate a Rick Ross podcast, bro. Like that shit would that that shit would go platinum on my phone. See, I, I'd rather see I, I'd rather see him do some like a content like how Two Chains do like most expensive shit, or he needs like a little series mm. like that, or like Action Bronson with the talk, fuck though. that's delicious. He needs something like talk, that. Though. I want to hear him sit down and talk because he's funny. Like Rick Ross, like yeah. I, I, I want to see. I would like to see if there's a break in the character when he starts just talking business or he's talking to like niggas is really like about what that act, about whatever they own there to talk about, like real serious in their field and really telling you how to get money. I want to see this like the 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 act ever stop or the, like do he keep the Rick Ross on like 24-7. I would love to observe that podcast and pay attention to that. But yeah, I would go Rick Ross. It's like on some EYL slash combat jack slash million dollars worth of game type shit like what he on there he's just giving it up he bringing other people on there to get money in different fields and talking to how, how, about how to get money i would love to see ross do that let us know man what rapper dead or alive do y'all wish had a podcast right now next up man 2024 is the year jump back in the time machine to 2004 there's a lot of albums that came out that year man low-key hot year what anniversary show or documentary or any piece of content do you need from an album that came out in 04 celebrating 20 years? Um, the fan in me wanted to go with the TI. I thought this is one of TI's best albums. I what's the, I can't why am I not why am I blanking on the name right now? What's the TI? What what TI album? Um in 04? Yes. God damn it. I just mm-hmm. seen it too. 
I don't know if he got one of no four big dog. Oh, urban legend. Yeah, urban, urban legend. legend. How am I forgetting urban legend? Yeah. Uh, the fan in me would want to see a piece of content with Ti making urban legend, a documentary. Mm. I feel like his biggest. If we had the studio footage and we had like all of that stuff, because I'm serious in trap music, we're like, okay, he's bubbling. This was like he's a certified star. I would love to see that transition from those two albums to this one. The approach, the mindset, that would be fucking amazing to me. Yeah. Um, but I do have another one in the cheat code. Shout out to Buck that came out there. Yeah, I would love to see some content on that, but I have one better than that. And that would be great. Straight Kanye. out of Cashville. You talking about straight out of Cash. Man, that Kanye college dropout. Mm. Do a movie on that. Like we you do the movie like the good kid, Mad City type play. Spoken mm. word type joint, and you, and you got Kanye that's feeding the people the lines for real, and this how this song came about, and you get this whole dialogue going motherfucker explaining some shit, and then it breaks into that slow jams. Like, bro, I could see that shit on stage now. Yeah. Like, give me that ASAP, like a good play director, a good, like, it could even be a musical, and, and Color Purple made me open to this more. Like, if you did some Color Purple type shit where it's like a musical version of college dropout and him doing those songs with the skits and shit in there and it's the first time we heard of him yeah. and you add a little mixture of that personal shit that we know he goes through platinum in the hood i'm yeah. going to see that like a tyler perry play bro so give me that, the, now that's hard give me yeah give me the college dropout play Think, speaking of real quick too speaking of ti the um at the at, I, I meant to mention this too at the mm -hmm. concert I mean, at the at the symphony, he did "Live in the Sky," but he did an extra verse, and it was about Clay. Hard. Oh shit! You should have recorded that. Yeah, I should have. I was. I didn't realize what was going on until it was halfway through, and yeah. I was locked in because he was yeah, ripping yeah. it. I, I was like, "Damn!" It. I would. I should have recorded that shit. That's one of my favorite Ti songs. Tough. It's a that's a classic Ti song. Love that song. Both um, with that being said, I'm Both looking at O four. I was with you. I was going to go uh, Young Buck straight out of Cashville for a cheat code. However, I thought of something a little different. I saw that Wayne Carter 1 came out. Yes. And at first I was thinking, obviously, one night only, intimate setting, nigga, a fucking wooden stool, nigga, would hit like on some open mic shit, nigga, like with him with the, with the screen in the background with the skits. He got to do the skits and all the, and, and the little walking in and walking out. But then it made me think a series like a snowfall, a snowfall tone series on the Carter would be hard, nigga. Like in the in New Orleans in the South, it's like the dope house. It's, it's the little dope house in the South, nigga. In New Orleans, that the popular, but and it's the one nigga in there that's kind of like the young nigga that's kind of making his way through there. But he got one foot in, one foot out. He got family shit. He got the beef on the other side, and not like. But it's like kind of got the tone of Snowfall, though. You know, what I'm, you see what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah, I see what you're saying. Just with down south, like the Carter version. Yeah, that should have gone. It's only playing the Carter. Yeah, that's fire. That should have been hard. Too. That's fire. Like, that's fire. just taking that whole vibe that that album brings. Like, dude, I'm here for that. Uh, but there's some decent little albums. There's some solid albums that came out this year on this the low. Solid. Though. Yeah, we may need to do a little quick hit of some of one of the episodes about the albums of this year. Jesus. Yeah, it's got some shit. Jim Jones on my way to church. I remember when at I first Jim Jones. Yep. Yeah, it's some shit. That Chingy was on here. You like a lot. There you go. And Nelly and Nelly sweatsuit. That's your album. Right? Nah, not not nigga. Now we know whose album that is, nigga. That Purple Haze <laughs> came out though. Purple Haze. Yep. I was rocking with that diplomat diplomatic immunity too. Nah, nah. We don't. We don't. We act, we act like that don't exist, my nigga. Let me tell you. 
You bought this though, that thug matrimony, married to the streets. Oh, that trick daddy? Yeah, I, bought, I definitely bought that trick daddy. That was facts. Definitely bought that. that. But that, that Purple Haze. Fab and Ja Rule came out. Yeah. Damn, God damn. It's some shit. That, you might get do something with that Purple Haze too, though, but that might be more like on some on like comedy. A, comedy. comedy. Yeah, yeah I mean, it had to be some funny time. shit. You could do a, a book of Clarence with that Nas Street Disciple. <laughs> Do a book of Clarence type. That's true. They like in New York, no, instead of Jerusalem. That'll be hard. That'll be hard. I ain't even gonna lie, that'll be hard, man. All right, man. Y'all let us know what 20th anniversary album would you turn into a show or documentary and the ideas that you have behind it. Mine was a Kanye West play for um college dropout AB. What did you have again? I had the Lil Wayne Carter one TV series. Yeah, y'all check. Y'all let us know what you guys would do on that on the YouTubes or the comments in the uh, podcast app. Before we go to our wins and losses, AB Diddy, <laughs> he turned down a Grammy invite despite his first nomination in 20 years. Oof. What do you think about this? It's got to hurt, man, but you got to lay low. You got to lay low. I know, I know it hurt, man. It, hey, boy, think when things are going too good, as usually when some bullshit happened, he, was, he had his suit already picked out. When they announced he was nominated five months ago, nigga, he got his suit laid out on the bed and everything, dude. He was finna shake that bitch. Nigga, and the price was gonna go up. He was gonna have a bad boy puff tour, the love tour on deck. I guarantee he had people working on that shit. And then the lawsuit came out, nigga, and that shit came to a screeching halt. I know he's sick about that, but going to the Grammys would do him no good. (laughs) Just lay low, nigga, and I know, hold the L, man. Try to bounce back. Maybe go back in. The, hopefully, you the next time they invite you, it won't be twenty years from now, dude. But he got to he got to just relax. <laughs> Y'all, the headlines would have been about the stuff that was going on with him. You can't make this visit, man. Even if you want it, as much as you want to, and I'm sure it wasn't even Puff. I'm sure it was people around him. Like, no, nah, nah, of course, nah, yeah. big dog. Puff probably thought he could go be Puff. That's not necessarily what's best for the brand, bro. No, sir. All trying to eat off it, so you need to sit down. So, yeah. Don't go to the Grammys, lay low, holler at uh, Russ, see what the, the real estate is like in Bali. Go yeah. buy your crib over there and chill for like a year, two years, maybe. Facts. And, and, you know, let all the stuff just kind of linger out. Uh, no disrespect to any of the victims, not saying that, you know, he should be able to escape from whatever may have to happen to him from what he's done. But that being said, if I'm puffy, I'm laying low for a long time. Can you imagine I, the questions on the red carpet at the Grammys, bro? If you walked into the fucking Grammys, bro, though, or if you do any interviews, anything like that, bro, like stop. I'm, Come I'm on, fam. Super man. good, nigga. I ain't, I ain't making no public appearances for the nigga unless you catching me in Bali at the, <laughs> the 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 open air fish market, nigga, buying the most expensive fish in Bali and having my chef cook it. You might catch me there, nigga, with some <laughs> in some Bali garb and shit. With the yoga pants and shit on, that's it, nigga. Oh, yeah, we got the Bali yoga pants. We got on. the Bali yoga pants on, the yoga necklaces and shit. <laughs> nigga wearing crystals and everything. That's a fact, man. Well, none of that, none of that smoke y'all got. All right, man, before we get back to our show, I want to talk to you about something a lot of us bearded gents will appreciate. It's not just a product, it's an entire brand, an experience, if you will. See, it's designed specifically for us folks who sport some facial fuzz and have sensitive skin. I'm talking about Beard Organics. 
And when I say Beard Organics is committed to your beard health, I mean it. They use only natural and organic ingredients in their product. You heard it right. Only the good stuff that your skin and your beard will love. This is a brand for men who truly care about their health and are conscious of what they're putting on with their skin. Not only do Beard Organics products contribute to a clean, well-conditioned beard, they also enhance overall beard health and appearance. There's nothing quite like the feel of a healthy, well-groomed beard. I know you know what I mean. So check out Beard Organics today. Right now, you can get a special deal for 20% off when you buy three or more beard oils, beard washes, or conditioners. Just go to beardorganics.com right now and tell them that On Deck sent you. What we got? All right, man, for wins and losses, before we get out of here, AB, first win or a loss, Juice World's ex. I don't even know her name. But she felt the need to leak the sex tape of her and the dead rapper and people online went in on her winner or loss. Yeah, I, first of all, it would be super weird if you knew her name. Um, but I as I have the article in front of me, it's Allie Lottie. And she's been posting content on OnlyFans for a while now. So she said she was trying to get ahead of the leakers. She she claimed that leakers were trying to blackmail her. And so she was like, fuck it. I'll just put it out myself since y'all want to try to blackmail me. That's her reasoning. Uh, this is a this is an L. She may be backed into a corner. She may not. That may be a front. But, man, like Denzel Curry tweeted, let Juice World rest, please. Please, God, let him rest, man. And if they gonna leak it, let them look like the dirty motherfuckers, the yeah. bad guys. Bitch, you got shit all on OnlyFans. Like we know, we seen your neck and body, and you getting down. Yeah. I, I, I guess since that's what she got OnlyFans for. But like, why would you be scared if they was gonna leak something? Like, stop. Because I guess because maybe she thought that people would think it was her. I have no clue. No, come on, man. That's that's whack. Yeah. Uh, next winner or loss, AB Ice Cube has been inducted to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Maybe for that triple double that he got on today was a good day. Brunting. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is weird. I had to dig into it. I was like, what? what? But uh, he receives the Impact Award at the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's the first one that they've given. Um, I was you like, okay. I don't know. It, it, they said you know the award recognizes Cube's remarkable contributions to basketball and his commitment to fostering dialogues on inclusivity and equal opportunity. You know what this is, right? A, cons you know uh, a consolation prize from the NBA? What is this? They're trying to make good on him saying they was boxing him out and blackballing him. But the NBA don't got nothing to do with the Basketball Hall of Fame, though. Oh, they don't? That Because this includes college and everything. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah, this is I, everything. I, I, they don't own this. Never mind. I, yeah, no, I thought this was NBA shit. I thought this was the NBA trying to be like, we know you've been going around saying we was blackballing you. Here's, here's a consolation prize. Here's, you know. Yeah, what I'm I don't know what. Now they may have made the call. I mean, now they may have got connections at the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. I'm sure, but yeah. they don't run it though, to my knowledge. No, they don't. You're right. I, I know they don't run it, but they may have it's made weird. that call though. I just thought that it was because. He made his rounds, and he made it very clear what the NBA was doing to him on yep. all the podcasts and shows that he went on. They're like, y'all, these niggas are trying to box me out. And, and it no came out. He got, he might have got a lawsuit on his hands, too, though. It's that's, coming out that what, what he was thought, saying was actually factual. It was true. And because yep. of the lawsuit, they tried to, like, throw an olive branch out there and be like, no, nah, we fuck with you. So, yeah. All right. But it's a, it's a W, though, at the end of the day, because any, any club, it get to the big three, man. I want to see him win with that, for real, for real. I, I do want to see that get bigger. Pause, and I want to see him win with the big three, definitely. 
Uh, next win or a loss, Paul Wall, Mike Jones, and Slim Thug. <laughs> they announced the steel tipping tour. When it comes to Atlanta, AB, how quickly are you buying them tickets? Man, how quickly will they be on? What is the other one, man? What's that's the, what I'm about to say. I can't think of it. That's what I get. Groupon. They're going to be on Groupon. How quickly will they be on Groupon? <laughs> With all due respect to those three gentlemen, they were at the Houston, Texas game, and they announced it at the game. Big W, by the way, for the Texans, but our um, CJ Stroud, man. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna show up, even though I still listen to some of Slim Thug music. He put out an album every once in a while. I'll check it out. I like the last one he put out, but I'm not gonna show. That was it it was some dope ass songs on that last album. See, um, I would never in my life pull up to a Mike Jones, Paul Wall, and Slim Thug show. No disrespect to those gentlemen, they do their thing. I listen to some of their music, but if you're talking about paying forty dollars for a ticket. Finding parking, getting dressed, finding, finding shoes that won't get stepped on, and I won't be mad about like getting yeah, nah. dressed, buying drink. Like, no, nah, I'm I'm super good on that, man. <laughs> Make sure y'all stream it though, and I might check out the stream. We yeah. can even if it's a dollar or two, I'll do that. I'll even pay for the stream, but I'm I'm definitely never pulling up to that. It's not yeah. worth a night out for me. Salute right. to them, man. They yeah, can they can probably just do Texas shows and eat good off of this. Show. They can eat all around Texas, from El Paso to Austin, man. They they got it. Uh, bonus W game is giving his publishing from the collab project with Big Hit to Big Hit. What do you think about that? Big W, man. Uh, Wack made that announcement, or one uh, an announcement, but he said it on Adam Twenty Two joint where he had Big Hit and Hit Boy on there, uh-huh. and he said. He said, bro, I want to show you this big dog because I, I want you to understand this. And he pulled up in his phone the text of him asking game, do he need to put the fi- final splits together for the project with, you know, big hit and game. And, he, and game said, no, nah, tell tell big homie he can have 100 percent of it. And he said, not not the feature, not not don't charge him none for the feature. Don't the, the publishing that comes from that, which is a huge piece of the money that you make after the fact and that's you pass on to your kids and why Slim Thug has the mansion that he has and the whips that he got. He said, no, nah, you, he said, no, nah, tell him that it all go to do. So I thought that was a real nigga play right there. Um, So salute to that. That was a nice move. Yeah, that's solid, man. I got an honest to God question to you though. Is there any song on that they going to get published? Hey, listen, man, listen. <laughs> like, is there anything on that that's going to go? No, nigga, that album was trash. But listen, oh, Wack 100 was talking like he gave him publishing a thriller, nigga. I was like, bro, relax, bro. <laughs> right. Documentary, she publishing like, Come on, bro. What are we talking about? <laughs> Game know what he was doing, man. Nigga, this ain't how we do, dude. Like, relax. <laughs> it ain't nothing on there that's going to go, bro. Oh, and I mean, that with all due respect. Yeah, with all due respect to them, man. Like, shout out to Game. It was an, an, a, a really solid move. Big hit must have been that nigga, man. I'm I'm looking at how Snoop respect him, True. how game respect him. Like that nigga, like he must have been that nigga before he got locked up, bro. Might might have hey, been, man. Nigga, I don't know. We need, we need the big hit documentary, to be honest with you. Because I, I would tune into that. I need to see what like the work that nigga put in. That the nigga they may just fuck with Hit Boy that hard though. They may just really fuck because Hit Boy seemed like a solid kid like though that a lot of people fuck with, bro. This yeah. seemed like this a little like cause Snoop, the way the Snoop like talking about like bro, quit that game bang and shit. And like it seemed like this some like man, oh, we know this nigga. Like this nigga put it down in this wherever he was at. But, Maybe so. I'd I'd love to know the background of Big Hit, man. Um, A B, who's he on deck of the week, brother? 
man, we are going to dun dun dun. We're going to inst. I mean, uh, not Instagram. What am I talking about? We're going to YouTube. Shout out to Bakari. He said, "Hold on, Eminem." He said, "Eminem cannot be the goat to me because he spent more time dropping bad music than good music." He arguably dropped two or three mid albums in his career after the Eminem show, and some people and people praised him for it because the last six albums have been ass. I like this level-headed thought. I understand what Umar was saying because that's on brand. But the real reason he's not a GOAT is because he's got two or three good albums and seven bad ones. That's the real reason he's not a GOAT, dude, if we're talking music. So I respect that. Appreciate that, Bakari, man. Always good. Give um good comments on YouTube. Yeah, y'all keep commenting on YouTube. Again, keep rating, subscribing, and liking. That still helps us as long as we've been in the game. We appreciate to see those all the time. Absolutely. We'll some of those too again youtube the um ipod app as well what's your put on for the week uh i'm going to fargo season finale coming up this week by the time this airs it will have aired uh it's cooking and it is sizing up for a big huh you said by the time this aired it come out tomorrow come on tuesday oh shit i thought it was wednesdays hell no yeah, tuesday like night john ham deserved an award for for this are you people who he's representing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah. Tough. He's, he's definitely the MAGA, the MAGA yeah, sheriff. <laughs> he's killing yeah. it, though. He body in that shit. Thing. Nah, that shit going one, hard. One, because I know his, like, I listen to him on podcasts, like, he's totally opposite. From yeah, that. he ain't nothing like that shit. He body in that. That we know of. <laughs> fact, that we know. He might close if he's the same way. It's my coming. Yeah. Uh yeah. I seen the last episode yeah. where they came and got well, no spoilers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Last episode where the police Ooh. was at his ranch and shit. That so y'all fire. check that out. It's if you ain't seen it, go ahead, start it. You tripping. Fire. What you got though? Um my put on is the book of Clarence. That shit was fire. Me and AB really enjoyed that. If y'all want to hear a review on that, check out the Frames Per Second podcast. Mm-hmm. You got the benefit of having me and AB on there. Shout out to Mike C-Town and shout out to Ken Ends. They were on there with us as well. Um, yes, we got to hop on their platform and review that. Man, that was a really good conversation. Yep. Uh, they hated it. Spoiler alert, but you get to see how, you know, AB and I loved it and they hated it and how those things kind of clashed together on the episode. So They made good points. They, they made really good points, but they weren't better than our point. That's true. That's as far true. as, you know, just enjoying it, man. So I think y'all will really enjoy that review of the Book of Clarence, but also go check out the movie. The movie was really fucking good. It was different. It was black. I love black shit. Like, that, that shit, like, always registers with me, and I think y'all should go check that out. So Book of Clarence and the Frames Per Second Book of Clarence Review with AB and I. Yes, sir, man. Uh, listen, youtube.com slash uh, TV show. Leave a comment, subscribe, all that good shit. We appreciate everybody tapping in. Anything else before we get out of here? That's it, man. We'll pre- again, we appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. As long as y'all have been, we appreciate it. Yes, sir. We out. <laughs>